What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls' big three and how really, if we want to see any internal change from the Chicago Bulls, it has to come from these three players playing much better than what they have so far this season. We're also going to talk about um, Nikola Vucevic and the rumors of his contract extension and how it seems like the Bulls and Nikola Vucevic are all kind of moved on from contract extension talks. And lastly, of course, we'll be previewing today's game against the Sacramento Kings and also diving into the mailbag. We'll have all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So it's been some more things to come out with Zach Levine and Billy Donovan um, since this. And Billy Donovan, I'm sorry, uh, Zach Levine had this to say. Coach got to make his decisions, but you know the best players on the team, we've got to be the ones that make the play. One On bad days, take criticism. Good days, make sure to help us win. Play defense, make the shot. That's what you do. That's why you're in the position to do this. It's a player-driven league. I think it always starts from top to bottom. Now, one of the biggest things and concerns with many Bulls fans so far in the season is the fact that the big three just has not played well together. When you look at Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Nick, uh, and Zach Levine, they just haven't played well together. Um, we have a, a net negative when they're on the court together. And while, you know, that that is super concerning, they had a net negative uh, last season as well. It was just much lower. They only had a net negative of like 1.1 when the big three were on the court. This season, it's a way bigger differential than that. And at the end of the day, it's this. I know Billy Donovan made recent changes to the starting lineup. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if that's more successful or not over the course of the games, what it changes. We'll see if even Billy Donovan makes some changes to tonight's game. But at the end of the day, it's this. The big three absolutely has to play well together, but it's more than just that. This coaching staff has, has to put them in better, better situations. We as Bulls fans have been saying for a while now, for the better part of a year, play inside out with Nikola Vucevic. We still see a lot, almost to a detriment, of isolation ball, especially DeMar over-dribbling at times and the number of pump fakes. And we know that DeMar has to get his offense in a very specific way, but it has affected the way that the big three plays together. And hopefully AK and Eversley are looking at this, really saying and, dic- and, and just taking a look at how this team actually plays together. If it does not happen, if it does not come together, you have to make a move when it comes to the big three. I still fight against, and I do not think this team is going to make a major move. It really depends on what you look at as a major move. Um, More so now, you hear a lot of blowing it all up talk. This team is not going to blow it all up, but that does not mean that one of the big three could not be moved. And if you look at it, Nikola Vucevic is the highest candidate to potentially be moved in this. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about his, about his extension, but it seems to be almost like a almost cold war in, 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 in a way with Zach Levine and Billy Donovan. Zach Levine even saying this about Billy Donovan's lineup changes says, no, nah, no, nah, I think that was his, Donovan's opinion as far as the, they're, they're needing a change in the starting lineup. You guys know how I feel. I've been very evident. If you want players to grow in this league, if you want players to take a leap, if you want players to um, really progress, you have to kind of put the ball in their hands. I would assume when Patrick Williams are used as very glorified kind of spot-up shooters at times in this offense. We've seen IOB more aggressive at pushing the ball at times. He was really aggressive coming off the bench. I, lo- I love the way that he looked coming off the bench uh, in, in the last game. I do think he's eventually going to get that starting position back just because Alex Caruso hasn't really been good in starts so far this season. They may also eventually try Goran Dragic there. But when you look at this team, 
it does start with that with that with that first three players. And you even heard heard in, in yesterday's voicemail and in many more, like people are now asking, like, all right, should should it even be maybe Vooch in the big three? Should you move on? Should you allow another player like Patrick Williams to have more looks, more opportunities, things like that when it all boils down? We'll see what happens with the Chicago Bulls team. But this big three, really, when you look at it, like I said, even though they had some success last season, you have to start questioning if they really fit together and how well they do fit together in their time on the court. So, you know, it's going to be something that's continuing to be monitored. Why I don't think the Bulls make a major trade as far as blowing it all up. I'm not outside the realm of possibility and thinking that Nikola Vucevic may possibly be moved at some point considering his expiring contract. And that kind of takes us into our next conversation. Um, the, the, we heard prior to the, the start of the season that the Bulls were interested in working out a contract ex- extension with Nikola Vucevic. That contract extension did not come to fruition, so it leaves it to believe, like, what is the opportunity that the Bulls do decide to move on from Nikola Vucevic? He's an unrestricted free agent in this upcoming season. He make, He's making $22 million a year right now, and he's even said that, again, this is a direct quote from Nikola Vucevic. I really don't think about it too much as far as his contract extension. I think the front office kind of wants to see how everything goes this season before they make decisions. That's part of it. Again, keep Nikola Vucevic. If I was younger, I might think about it more, but now I just play and see what happens. It also helps that I've been doing this for so long that teams know what I do, how good I am, what I bring to the table. In my mind, I don't think this year is going to change the perception of people have of me. You just play and things take care of themselves usually. So it seems like by that quote, right, and I don't want to fear monger or anything like that, by that quote, I do think that that Nikola Vucevic may be realizing that, hey, my future may not be with the Chicago Bulls, and teams know my value. Teams know what I could bring to the table. And so, you know, we have to ask the question, is Nikola Vucevic going to be long-term with the Chicago Bulls? Is he going to sign this contract extension? If not, if the Bulls front office does not plan to re-sign Nikola Vucevic, at that point, you have to learn, look to move on because you want to take advantage of that expiring contract. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to allow to lose a player, even regardless of how you think he fits on the team, but does not fit. You don't want to lose a player for nothing if you can avoid it. That is why expiring contracts do become desirable and movable over the course of an NBA season. Now, yes, you may not get a bunch of draft picks back for Nikola Vucevic being as he's expiring. Also, keep in mind with veterans, they can be they can be extended at any point in time in the season. There's not like this time limit in which you can extend veteran contracts. So any team that trades for Nikola Vucevic could potentially work out the contract extension as part of the trade. The trade could be announced. The contract extension could be announced shortly thereafter. So you got to look at things like that with Nikola Vucevic. I'm not saying, as I said yesterday, that a trade is, is likely. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I am saying that if this team continues to struggle, if this team continues to be uh, projected to not make the playoffs as it is right now, you have to maybe look at that. You have to maybe look at that. You know, somebody, uh, Troy mentioned Miles Turner. There's other options that the Bulls could look for if they decide to go that route. Um, so w- w- you never know when it comes to the Chicago Bulls team and what they could look to do with the um, with the contract of Nikola Vucevic. Vuce, I think personally, he has not been used to the best of his ability. He's not been put in the best situations possible, as have been a lot of players on this team. And I don't necessarily blame everything on Nikola Vucevic, but you do have to look at, at the end of the day, this is business. 
if he's going to move on, if you know as a front office you're not going to offer him a contract extension because of the struggles of this team, why not explore trade options? So we'll see what happens with Nikola Vucevic as this thing continues. All right, let's move into the next topic. This one is the preview against the, the Sacramento Kings, which the Bulls do face tonight. And then in the day is this. The Kings come in as, I think, the, the second-ranked offense as far as scoring in the NBA. They're averaging 120 points per game, and they are the 23rd defense in the NBA. But what we've seen with the Chicago Bulls team is that when they face teams that are ranked high offensively, below de- defensively, they do not take advantage of the there are teams that are that are technically bad defensive teams, according to the statistics, that still have good defensive nights against the Chicago Bulls. That still plays into the fact that this Bulls offense is completely and ridiculously predictable. So even though the, the Bulls come in as a much a much higher ranked defense than the Sacramento Kings, but the Kings offense, this is the team that could absolutely go off against the Chicago Bulls. You look at De'Aaron Fox averaging 23 points per game. Demonis Sabonis averaging 17 points per game. You got Kevin Herter, who's come into this team and, and really fit in very well for them. 15 points per game. Malik Monk averaging 14 points per game. And Harrison Barnes, he's worked himself. He started off the season very slow, averaging 13 points per game for the Sacramento Kings team. This is not a team that you want to overlook by any stretch. We've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it. This Bulls team cannot overlook any team right now with the way that they're playing can they get back in the winning column against the Sacramento Kings it remains to be seen but De'Aaron Fox could potentially have a big night against the Chicago Bulls Kevin Herter could potentially have a big night against the Chicago Bulls Nikola Nikola Vucevic if he can't defend well and be engaged Demonis Sabonis could absolutely cook Nikola Vucevic this is a listen Bulls fandom right now is at all-time high levels of pissivity Demonis Sabonis, while second in the, in the, on this team in scoring, leads the team in rebounds, leads the team in assists. That point of attack at the center position, what Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond can do, which Andre Drummond surprisingly getting his minutes cut, can really dictate what this game looks like for the Chicago Bulls. They cannot overlook the Sacramento Kings. If they do, they're about to get their ass whipped. Period. Point blank. The losing is going to continue if the Chicago Bulls team can't ratchet up defensively while also shooting the ball better on the offensive end of the ball. This That's it. When it boils down to it, own your defensive matchups. If Alex Caruso still is starting, how does he guard uh, De'Aaron Fox as well? They got Davion Mitchell coming in, backing him up. What is Io DeSumo going to do in his minutes against them at the shooting guard position? Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, killers. And they can absolutely be snipers and shoot the ball very well and score the ball pretty efficiently, what does Zach Levine do at that position for this team? Harrison Barnes, you guys know I'm really high. I like Harrison Barnes. I wouldn't mind if he's bought out for Harrison Barnes to be a Chicago Bull. Again, what does DeMar DeRozan do in that matchup? Keegan Murray, they're starting power forward. If Javante Green is starting, what does that matchup look? How does Patrick Williams look in his minutes? This Bulls team has to get it together at some point. If this season wants to be salvaged, I told you guys it's in December. I gave them to the end of November. I'm, I'm really disappointed in this team. Can they turn it around against the Sacramento Kings, at least start turning it around before they then head back home? It all remains to be seen. We'll see what this Bulls team can do against the Sacramento Kings. We will have our pregame, postgame, and halftime hangouts all tonight. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But otherwise, now, let's jump off this. Let's get into the voicemails for today. This first voicemail is from Brian Washington. Hey, what's up, hey? This is your boy, Brian Washington. You know, I'm staying tuned with your uh, podcast. You know what I'm saying? Even if I'm not watching it live, I'll go back. You know, 
right on some points with uh five G Will and AO being uh aggressive. It's like sometimes you you have to be aggressive and they need to be really aggressive like aggressive like they don't have to always I'm not passing you the ball back. I'm gonna take this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. You know, that's what that's that's the aggression that IO need and uh Patrick Williams need, uh Kobe White. I'm not passing you the ball, bro. You still shot off. I'm finna shoot the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's what they need. They need players like that. And Billy Donovan ain't a good coach to me, bro. He's okay, but he's not a good coach. And you you what we gonna get Andre Drummond for? Why why did we go get Andre Drummond? And we're not going to play him. We're going to give him rookie minutes. Andre Drummond used to be a beast. And he's only 29 years old, so it's not like he's a bomb. He's a good player. He can bang down low. He can put that ball back in the rim, getting a rebound. So why are we playing him like that? See, that brings the player confidence down. We got Kobe White confidence up, but you're going to give him six minutes, just like you did T-Wheel. He was, he was playing horribly, but you kept going with him to build his confidence. You have to do Kobe the same way. So now Kobe White, confidence probably went down a little bit. He probably don't even fucking want to play for the team no more. He probably hoping they trade him because this coach don't know what he wants to do, man. This coach do not know what he wants to do with this team, these players. He's not a good coach to me. His substitution sucks. His game plan sucks. He don't, doesn't scout the other teams like the teams scout the Bulls. You know, they scout the Bulls because they know what the Bulls are going to do. Every team know what they're going to do. And that's why the Bulls get beat, even by the weak teams, the rebuilding teams. Bulls get their ass kicked, you know. So it, it's a lot going on. I, I don't think DeMar wants to be there. He's just being a man right now and doing his thing. He's getting paid, doing the job. He's getting paid for it. even when he's not playing well, bro. He he makes mistakes, but all players do. Every player don't have a good game. But Demar is the motherfucking man on this thing. Without him, we ain't shit. This team ain't shit without him, and it shows with him and everybody else. The team ain't shit, but without. All right. So Brian Washington asked some questions that are much needed for this Bulls team. Can I O and P will? Be more aggressive. Io, I think, responded very well to being benched. We saw a more aggressive Io DeSumo coming off the bench and pushing the pace, trying to get to the lane. He shot the ball really well coming off the bench as well. I said it before. If I see any one of these players getting back into the starter lineup first, it's going to be Io DeSumo. I think Io really responded well to that. Patrick Williams, listen, Patrick Williams, even though he put together a nice few, like four games in a row, then had three so-so and three bad games. Let me not say so-so. Three bad games in a row. Led to his benching. How does he respond to this? He started off the first half against the Golden State Warriors pretty good. Was terrible in that second half. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL 
But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Did some things defensively, but we want to see Io and Patrick Williams become more aggressive. But you guys know what I've said with this. You can't really expect players to grow and progress if you don't put the balls in, the ball in their hands. If the ball is going to get in their hands via them being in the bench to allow them to get in rhythm, to allow them to be more aggressive, then shout out to the coaching staff, shout out to the players for being able to execute that. But they have to be able to show it. They have to They have to show and prove is what it boils down to. But this coaching staff also, if you're going to have them off the bench, allow more things to go through these two players so we can really see what we have in them. One of my biggest gripes with Billy Donovan's system is that he just doesn't utilize certain players well. He tried, it, it, This system on this team forces t- uh, players into certain roles that it's really frustrating just seeing them be in. So if this, if Io DeSumo and Patrick Williams are going to get back in the starting lineup, or God forbid, forget the starting lineup, if they're going to be productive members of the Chicago Bulls rotation, they have to be more aggressive. So I completely agree with Brian Washington there. Now, one of the biggest questions and one of the things that he ended up this uh, voicemail off with is Andre Drummond's minutes. The fact that it seems like Andre Drummond, I don't know if I want to say that he's necessarily in the doghouse. I don't know what I want to call it, but it does like we're not using him. And I know we haven't used him against some teams that do tend to go smaller, but that's that's really not an excuse. Andre Drummond is a player that can get you a double-double if you get him minutes, if you can get him in, in rhythm and rotation. And that's what we need to see from Andre Drummond. Some of the best basketball that the Chicago Bulls have played this season has come in games that Andre Drummond has been a big part of that rotation. Andre Drummond, only five minutes against the Golden State Warriors, 15 minutes against the Phoenix Suns, 14 minutes against the Utah Jazz, seven minutes against the OKC Thunder. We need to see Andre Drummond more, especially if you're not going to use Vooch to play inside out with. You might as well play Drummond more. Get Vooch some rest. Um, So I definitely want to see Drummond play a lot more. Um, And so, yeah, it is really questionable on why Billy Donovan has seemed to fall out of love with Andre Drummond. Because Andre Drummond, to my knowledge, hasn't played terrible. When he's initially coming back from injury, there were some games from Andre Drummond where you can tell that he just wasn't in rhythm. But Andre Drummond, I don't think that I can say any game where I've just said Andre Drummond's just played terrible in. Get that man some minutes. We need what he brings for a team that lacks size, a team that lacks defense, a team that lacks in, in post-defense especially. We need Andre Drummond out there. Andre Drummond is proven. If you get Andre Drummond 18 to 20 minutes, he's going to give you a double-double. Let's play Andre Drummond a little bit more. Let me know what you guys think about that one down below. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Ricky Carroll. What up, Hayes? It's Ricky Carroll. Listen to your broadcast this morning. Hayes, you know what, man? You know that this shit is on building. And Zach. Zach, because Zach needs to... Hey, man, your mind's giving up the damn ball, man. You're absolutely right. It's defensive shitty, bro. But you're giving up the ball, bro. Okay? They ain't scoring. Zach is just, I don't know what, I told you, man, Zach too much for himself, man. But not even Zach, it's not even Zach fucking so many ways. It's Billy fucking fault. Excuse my mouth, Lord. You spit my mouth too, man. I don't like that cursing. I try to keep it to a minimum. Anyway, it's on, it's on Billy, man. And now, I'm beginning to think it's on the board's management, a vice president, and a general manager. They ain't doing nothing, bro. Y'all give them all that praise. I tell you, y'all didn't do much last year. All that winning, they're going to do this. They're going to make the right moves, and they're going to do that. You know, they ain't doing it, bro. They ain't doing it, okay? 
I don't know what they got in plan. I'm 70 years old. I ain't got time for no damn down in the future. I want to see when or not. I get tired of that year after year. Just wait till next year. You know, we go, they're going to develop next year, and they ain't doing it, bro. The only thing they have done right in the last two years with me was get drama and drugs because they didn't spend no money. And I can't even think of two, two other players they could have got unless drama's going, man. They got to stop going to the, the basket, giving up. I'll show two, four, maybe three, because we ain't got them type of shoes. When teams come back on us, they take us to the basket. They go to the basket, man. We're the only team to get to the cotton picking basket. No, we're not. But we're one of the most ridiculous teams going to the basket. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous the way we go to the basket, man. We get, we go to the basket soft as heck. It's Billy, bro. It's Billy. You know what, you, I know you don't want to say it over and over, but it's Billy, bro. Bulls ain't going nowhere as long as Billy there. Peace. Oh, one other thing. Bookwish is defense suck. I don't know how in the hell y'all can sit there and say that this man, because he scored 20 some points, he had a good game. How can y'all say that, man? The man ain't helping out. The only block shots he get is they, when they come to his damn hand. He don't jump. When you do come to play, man, he is incredible. He's a lazy-ass ball player, man. Zach is a selfish-ass ball player. All right. Ricky Carroll has been very boisterous about Billy Donovan, his issues with Billy Donovan, since last season. Um, And so a lot of these things, you guys know how I feel. A lot of the Bulls scheme issues, a lot of the Bulls um, sometimes rotation issues, the lack of adjustments in key times and games, that absolutely all falls on Billy Donovan. Right. Those things fall on Billy Donovan. There's the shooting outside of, uh, like that. Some of that falls on the players for uh, seriously. And some even some of the defensive issues with this team are the players just missing assignments. DeMar DeRozan has been terrible defensively all this season. That's just period point blank. But Billy Donovan, the, the fact of the matter is this, right, whether we agree with it or not, I'm not saying that I agree with it. But it's just the fact of the matter is that this team extended Billy Donovan. So they're not likely to move on from Billy Donovan anytime soon billy donovan is going to be the head coach of the chicago bulls for a while several more years so whatever that means whatever that says we are stuck with billy right and while i don't necessarily like that and i have my issues with billy donovan as a coach that's just kind of what it is at this point this front office rolled the dice they rolled the dice on billy donovan and win lose draw whether it's successful or not billy donovan is going to be the coach for a while this has been ak and eversley they bet on Billy Donovan. Now, Bulls fans, it seems like, for the most part, are very boisterous on Billy Donovan is probably not going to be the coach whenever the Bulls do get back in championship contention. But the, my biggest problem with Billy Donovan is the lack of progression from players under Billy Donovan. And so we'll see if that changes. But yes, a lot of these issues do rest on the coaching staff overall. And you and you bring up Acme. Ricky Carroll brought up Acme in this. While it was all the last season, I said, in Acme, we trust. I still like the pick of Dalen Terry. I still do think them signing Gordon Drogic, um and Andre Drummond were were they work work better than what I was thinking. But you still have to you still have an unbalanced roster as far as size. You still have a, a roster that severely lacks some shooting. And when you look at the the front office that said they were going to bring those things for the Chicago Bulls and they have not, you have to start looking at Acme and saying, "Hey, what is the plan here? What is the goal here? What what type of roster are you trying to build?" And to Ricky Carroll's last point is this, tired of waiting on next year. We can only wait on next year so long. You, there's only so much that you can keep pushing and kicking the can to next season. At the end of the day, it's this, 
you you are judged on each season individually. And this season, as far as the start so far, does not seem like it's going to be a positive season for the Chicago Bulls. And that does rest on Acme not bringing in the, the things that we knew this roster was going to bring. I understand wanting to see what Kobe White was going to bring, if he was going to bring the consistent scoring and shooting that we need off the bench. But listen, there were all signs pointing to last season and over Kobe White's career that he was going to continue to be that inconsistent shooter while he is doing some other things. But we need more consistent shooting from this team. We need more size on this team. So, yeah, the waiting for next year continually being in perpetual, it's next year. Waiting to next year, it only gets so far. How many next years do you need? AK and Eversley hopefully are evaluating this team and looking at the slow start to this team. And they're going to continue evaluating up until the trade deadline and realize, hey, we made a mistake here in the construction of this roster. Can we correct that or start correcting that at the trade deadline next season and then see what we can do outside of that going into the next season? We'll see. We'll see. But Acme is not at all abstained from any critique and judgment. They have they have they have made some mistakes, mistakes in building this roster. And hopefully if you're going to bet on Billy Donovan, that means you're betting on the coaching. That means you need to improve this roster. The continuity bet up until this point has not worked. So what are you going to do next? We'll wait and see what Acme does coming up. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, now that I think, you know, I was on the Wonder City Breeze show yesterday, and uh, they said something very interesting. We have players on this team who are actually – I wouldn't say trying to figure out their roles, but actually learning what their roles are in terms of everything else. You know, our two star players in Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, they already know what they're supposed to do, but if you think about it, injuries have hit this team pretty hard. Io Io DeSumo at one point and Dan Lonzo Ball being out and Alex Russo being out. Honestly, like, when you take all the blow it up and all the emotions and Scott's falling Bulls fans out of it. This team is actually, literally, especially with the additions of Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic, are actually finding out who they are, really. Now, I know they've been together before, like last year, but when you actually think about it, like, we're probably the healthier, healthiest we've been in a long while, excluding the Lonzo Ball injury injury and we are really trying to figure it out to be if you if you want to be honest we want to be honest with ourselves anyway too much thing so Shay brings in players still learning their roles and i understand that right i i completely understand that but one of my biggest gripes in this is that how can you expect to under the for players to learn their roles if they're just not getting shots if they're not getting opportunities if they're not getting chances to grow if they're not you know just not having anything ran for them there's only so much this team can grow without having anything ran for them and that's where we're at right now with this team this team is not having anything at all ran for them um or certain players on this team are not having anything at all ran for them you can't expect teams to grow in that area so yes Players absolutely need to grow in their role, but you need to put them in positions to be in that role. And so as far as the 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 the, the Billy the, the DeMar DeRozan of it all, yes, DeMar's uh, uh his heavy ball handling, his heavily dribbling does play a part in the players not getting opportunities. I'm not playing at all on that. But we absolutely need to see this team 
continue to grow in the areas and giving these players more opportunities to grow. If that has to come via them being on the bench, then so be it. But at the end of the day, our future is very much tied to Iota Sumu, Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, and Kobe White for now, as far as Kobe White, be, uh, growing into, into roles, growing into positions, taking leaps as players. And if they're not giving the opportunities to have growing pains in doing that, you have to ask yourself, what are you really doing here? What are you doing here? The, the concept of blowing it all up, you guys know I, I disagree with very adamantly. I don't believe in blowing it all up, right? I think that's very key. By, by blowing it all up, it means, hey, let's trade any and everybody. Let's stack up on draft picks. This team is not likely to do that. But I do think as this team continues to struggle, it is going to be more than likely, and the, the chances and the percentages are going to rise that they may move on from one of the big three. They may move on from two of the big three. They may move on, right, and try to bring in some more talent to try to rejigger this roster and retool in a way that maybe you have better balance overall on this roster. Now, the Lonzo Ball injury part of it, listen, yes, Lonzo not being out here is absolutely affecting some of the development that the players could have with Lonzo Ball being out there. But Lonzo Ball isn't walking through that door. As much as we wish it, as much as we hope it, Lonzo Ball, more than likely, by all signs, I'm believing, isn't playing this NBA season. So you have to look at this team and then say, with Lonzo Ball not coming back this season, what do we need to do to this roster if you want to have success this season? Or are we going to just weather the storm, let this season play out the way that it plays out, and then hopefully have Lonzo back by the start of next season, if not at the end of this season, and then we'll see what we can do. But again, that goes back to Ricky Carroll's voicemail as well. We're tired of waiting on next season. This is one of the most storied franchises in NBA history. And yes, all of that did come via uh, Michael, Michael Jordan. Some of it during the Derrick Rose era and him winning an MVP. But we are so far removed from either one of those eras. And it's, it's time. It's, we want to have a team. We deserve. Let me, let me not say we want. This Bulls nation and fan base deserves to have a team that we're proud of. And this team has not been it up until this point. Could it change? Yes. But it hasn't been that up until this point. We'll see how this team fares tonight against the Sacramento Kings, what they bring to the table. But at the end of the day is this. Me, you, Shay, and everybody else in this comments, every subscriber of this channel, every Bulls fan across the world deserves better than what we've gotten from this team so far this season. And I stand on that. Let me know what you guys think about everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. And peace, y'all. Make sure you guys see red as well. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.